1: New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire
2: Podcasts. 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast.
3: Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Packaday Podcast. Happy Saturday! It is your usual Saturday crew. I am Jason Perone of Game on Wisconsin, Pulse of the Pack, and the Pack-A-Day Podcast, along with Mark Eckel of Packer Report and Paul Bredel of Dairyland Express. Mark, on the East Coast, how are we looking?
4: Looking good. Um, it's it's winter. It is winter time here now. It's no longer I'm not on the beach anymore. Um, what a shame! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> temperatures of although today warmed up a little, bit. they got back into the 60s, low 60s. We, we were in the last couple of days were kind of cold actually. Like I mean, not not Green Bay cold, Paul,
3: but it was a little chilly for the for the people down down here in South Carolina. Hot,
5: hot, and cold is all relative. We we exactly. do this
3: we do this every week, Mark. You and I kind of rub it in everybody else's face. <laughs> that's from the great Dairyland area, and Dairyland is the Dairyland state of Wisconsin. Paul Brittle, how are we looking up there? It is December. Is it a typical December Friday, well, Saturday, I should say, in Green Bay?
5: Yeah, today was a little chillier, but Wednesday and Thursday, it was upper 40s. It was actually wow. really nice, so, yeah, went, was, for, what was we went, for, uh, went for some walks, took advantage of that, hung out outside a little bit, but uh, tomorrow, or today, I should say, Saturday, Uh, One to three inches of snow in the forecast, which we haven't had yet this year either, and it's middle of December, so uh, I guess fortunate in that regard, but I don't mind a little snow.
3: I'd rather have snow than like that freezing rain. It's just that's more of a pain to drive in. Oh, absolutely. I agree. So, well. Well,
4: What's it like in Arizona?
3: Oh, what's it like in Arizona? That's a good question. So we actually got some rain earlier this week for the first time in a long time, which is always quite an event in the Phoenix area here. I mean, it's... We're, we were in the low 60s today, so, I mean, it's it's mid to low 60s time of the year. I mean, if there's winter to be had in, in Phoenix, it's it's now in January, and then it starts to warm up in February, so it's very short. Can't really complain. Uh, you know, normally this time of year I start getting excited. I mean, obviously the holidays, but I start getting excited because the PGA Phoenix Open usually takes place at the end of January. It's the Super Bowl weekend. It's a golf tournament that... Um, that happens out here and it's it's going to take place this year but I don't think there's going to be any fans allowed at the and that's like an if you live out here you know anything about the Phoenix area like that's an annual tradition everybody looks forward to so it's going to that's going to kind of stink that we can't go to it this year but I say that because I just kind of think about like when does the, the weather usually start to turn and that weekend is typically like a really nice weekend nice weather and then things kind of start to warm up a little bit so but the game I guess the weather won't matter this weekend because the weather will be no wind and you know what seventy four degrees seventy two degrees whatever it is inside of Ford Field in Detroit the Packers will travel to Detroit to take on the Lions a very short injury list this week and actually next week guys I got to check with the Overlord Andy Herman and see what our topic is going to be because we're actually going to be going on game day because the Packers play on Saturday they host the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, they host the Carolina Panthers, so I don't know if we'll be doing the injury report next week, no. but a very short one this week, so Equinemia well,
4: short, but not, I mean, be... go ahead, I'm going to interrupt, but...
3: Thank you, there Mark.
4: Are, I mean, there's three guys that were put on injury reserve this week.
3: Right, well, so... we'll we'll mention those, I'll just go through the list real quick, because right. it, it is so short, so Equinemius St. Brown, Malik Taylor, and Darnell Savage, all listed as questionable, is St. Brown cleared the concussion protocol, he was a full participant in practice on Friday, he looks to be active and ready to play... Malik Taylor, uh, it's a hamstring injury. That showed up during the week of practice. He was limited on Thursday, didn't practice on Friday. Chances are he's probably not going to play this week. And then Darnell Savage, same thing. He popped up with a groin injury. was limited on Friday. He's listed as questionable. I don't think anything specifically was said, but I would hope that Savage can go. And then already ruled out are Jay Sternberger. He had a concussion from last game. He did not clear the protocol. Is not going to go. And guard Simon Stepaniak, who was active or taken off of the non-football injury list, is ruled out. He was limited all week with a knee injury, um, the rookie offensive lineman there. So to your point, though, Mark, yeah, the big news from this earlier this week, Tyler Irvin, Raven Green... And, I don't, and Billy, Wynn, Billy Wynn, we're all placed on injured reserve. Billy Wynn's got a triceps injury. Matt LaFleur made enough comments and, and called it concerning enough times to lead me to believe that he's probably going to be challenged to get back this season, which is unfortunate because in the limited snaps, he was doing pretty good up front in, in the rotation that they have there. Tyler Irvin, it's an ankle injury. He's placed on injured reserve. He was also dealing with that... Uh, the rib injury he had a wrist injury previously the Packers did sign Tavon Austin and Matt LaFleur's comments earlier this week were that Austin's going to have to be ready to go so chances are we'll see him make his Packers debut against the Lions guys we'll start with the Raven Green injury that's the one that concerns me the most because there isn't a real obvious clear uh, substitution there just for what Raven Green does and the the position that he plays I guess you could You could say they've got Vernon Scott, the rookie. They've got Henry Black. But I don't know if those guys can necessarily fill in that role. So, Mark, I'll start with you. We've talked about Raven Green many, many times. I know you're a huge fan. I know he's got the connection to the same school your daughter went to. Um, He's also a darn good football player, and the Packers are going to miss him.
4: Yeah, they are. And it's a shame because, you know, he is a good football player, but he can't stay on the field. I mean, this this is every year he ends up missing a good chunk of games, and, you know, guys like that, you have to start worrying about, like, are they worth the investment for the future, because, you know, you have to play, I mean, it's all about being able to, to, to play every week, and he missed a couple games earlier this year, now he's going to probably miss the last four games, at least three of them, because they put him on injured reserve, right, so... Um, and taking his place, yeah, I guess it'll fall on the rookies. But that's a lot of responsibility for two guys that really haven't gotten a whole lot of snaps from scrimmage this this season. So um, maybe they they stay more nickel than than dime and and leave Martin and uh, and Barnes on the field more. Or Kirk, I mean, you know, well, Kirksey will be on the field, but maybe either with another another true linebacker. Instead of going with a dime linebacker, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out Sunday, I guess.
3: They have options, but they're not the same options. So Mike Pettin's going to have to get creative, and I guess that's the that's another question too for you, Paul. Is you know, as far as Mike Petton goes, he certainly had a lot of questions about some of his approaches. We heard the story last week about Zadarius Smith and Kenny Clark going up to his office and saying, "Hey, just turn us loose, let us rush the quarterback." He did listen to them. So the question is, do you have confidence in Mike Pettin to mitigate the loss of somebody like a Raven Green?
5: Uh, going against popular opinion, I, I do. Um, <clears throat> the Packers have options. I mean, none of them are as maybe as favorable as what Raven Green would be. But over at Cheesehead, on, he, Cheesehead TV on Friday, I wrote about what Raven Green meant to this defense, but also some potential replacements for him. So I think we could maybe see Adrian Amos down in the box a little bit more, and I think he could make the argument that some of his uh, – better plays or he's shown more playmaking ability in that role than he has as a free safety will Redmond's another option although his tackling ability is suspect at times and unproven and then to Mark's point with the two rookies black and Scott they have 61 combined defensive snaps between them and it's and this is these are seventh round a seventh round pick in Scott and an undrafted rookie in black you know this isn't first second third round picks so these are pretty raw inexperienced guys. And then I think what we could see more of as well is the true nickel, as Mark also mentioned, with Martin and uh, Kirksey on the field together. And ultimately, I think we're going to see a combination of all of that pretty much. I don't think there's going to be one magic solution or one player or two players in the linebacker's case that ultimately takes over that role. I think we're going to see a number of guys fill it.
3: Well, the one thing I can say for this particular week is that the the Lions are going to be without Kenny Galladay for this for the second time this week this year against the Packers. So the Packers missed Kenny Galladay completely in twenty twenty. He's, he's got a hip injury, didn't practice all week. He won't play. He's ruled out already. So that's one less thing you have to kind of worry about as far as Detroit throwing the football. Matt Stafford's listed as questionable as well with a right thumb injury, but chances are he's obviously going to play. So it's it's a small you know it's a small win for the Packers there in terms of, of what they have to deal with. But yeah, I mean, defensively, I hope that this is a chance for them to kind of sharpen up some of their different personnel, different, different groupings, and just get themselves ready for the playoffs. And you've also got, now I don't know what Carolina's going to look like, because you know Christian McCaffrey's been on the COVID list, and he hasn't played, and, I, and the, the Panthers have been dealing with a lot, of, uh, a lot of those guys that have missed time because of the, their, their being on that COVID reserve list. So I have no idea what they're gonna gonna see there, but the week after that, and I'm looking way ahead now, is is the Titans matchup, and, and that's Derrick Henry, and you kind of want to make sure that uh, your your defense is sharp by the time they play there. But I mean, there's more injury, way more injuries on the Lions side of things than than anything, and I guess the most notable ones are Galladay, like I mentioned, the offensive lineman Terrell Crosby, and then cornerback the Jeff Okuda is not gonna play; he's got a groin injury this week. So guys, Mark, I'll start with you. I mean. Uh, Malik Taylor doesn't look like he's going to play, but I don't think you need anybody else besides Devontae Adams uh, out there. If Jeff Okuda's not going to play, even if he's triple covered, Adams is going to find a way to catch the football, wouldn't you think?
4: <laughs> well, yeah, the Packers could score some. I mean, the
3: Packers offense,
4: I mean, all right, if Malik Taylor is out, that's not quite the end of the world. He plays a handful of snaps. I mean, he's played well. I'm. I'm. For a fifth receiver, he's had a nice little season for the Packers, but they can get by without him. St. Brown will probably play, like you said. So they're okay. I mean, they'll, they'll have their top four receivers available. And Austin now. Austin will probably get a, a little bit of work from scrimmage, I would think. Maybe in the Irvin role as the you know, motion guy, could maybe getting the ball on a, on a jet sweep or something. So, yeah, offensively, the Packers are as healthy as they've been. Really. I mean, you know, they're still without Corey Lindsley. And I'm, I'm curious to see if they'll go with the same line they went with last week. Um, with Wagner at tackle and Turner at guard, or will they put, as we all thought they were going to do last week and we were all wrong, uh, put Runyon in at guard? I don't, I mean, I, apparently the reason they switched that up was, um, or they, no, well, they not actually switch it, but they decided to go Wagner, Turner was because of the Eagles' experience on the, on the defensive line. And they didn't want to put a young guy like Runyon up against, I guess, you know, some veteran tackles. But, um, anyway, the Eagles of the Packers' offense, I'm not worried a little bit about. They can could, they could move the ball. They can score some points. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, they scored 40 against the Lions last time they played them, right? 41, yep. whatever it was. Yeah, yeah I
3: think yeah, it ended, ended up 41-21. 30. Right.
4: So like I'm not worried about the Packers' offense. Defense, you know, they'll miss green. Um, the Lions, will, I mean, the Packers are probably going to see a big dose of running, right? I mean, if the, if the line, the line, best receivers out, Stafford's got a bad. Um, yeah, carry on Johnson
3: I, and Swift. If Swift yeah. can play, you know, you'd, you'd think that there's going to be a nice rotation there. If you're if you're right. scouting the Packers at all, you obviously the first thing you're going to do is try to run the football.
4: I would run until they stop me. But teams, for some reason, they they decide they, they want, want to throw. Them. I don't know what that. I don't. Know. I'm, and I welcome it. Please throw throw all you want because the Packers pass defense is getting better you know it's pretty good and and you know the the two corners are healthy and playing well and all of a sudden there's a pass rush again
6: 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient which means every hire is critical indeed is here to help indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site according to CompScore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now... This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Term and conditions apply.
3: They've come alive. And, yeah, I mean, Darnell Savage, I hope he can play because he's got an interception in two straight games. He's got like three picks in the last two games. Yep. So he's played well. And, and from a secondary standpoint, yeah, I mean, if you want to test these guys, Jair Alexander is, is one of the most surefire yeah. defensive players this, this, this team has. I mean, he's a great tackler. He's, you know, he tackles with one of the few guys you, you know when he gets in there, like, okay, he's not going to let the ball carrier go. You know, I just see Preston Smith diving at feet and missing and, and other guys like that, too. and But, you know, D- Jair Alexander is absolutely. So, you know, test, test him all you want. Mark, you should probably make some sort of declaration on this show because whenever we record early – the other team listens to you, so we already got Galladay. We already got Galladay and Jeff Okuda listen uh, You didn't necessarily say not to play, but they they preemptively listened to your um your. So what else should we Come call on. for this week? Maybe uh, how about how about Matt Prater missing two field goals? Nobody ever misses field goals against Packers. I mean, it's, it's
4: amazing. Guys that miss all year, they, they make them against Packers. Seems you know
3: that's true. And the other <laughs> the other thing that's interesting is that Lambeau Field is isn't Lambeau Field like. Not supposed to be physically, from a scientific standpoint, one of the easier stadiums to no. kick in because we I mean, one of the hard ones. Yeah, but win, the opposing win. kickers just bury bury kicks from wherever they're kicking.
4: I mean, last week, friends. I mean, you know, they they beat the Eagles pretty good, and that was I was really happy to see that. Um, but Elliot, right, the Eagles kicker, he'd been struggling this year. He's missed some easy ones. He missed a couple extra points. First drive of the game, the guy goes down and kicks a 50, what, fifty-three yarder they guess they opened it. The Eagles took a three nothing lead last week, right? Yep, right. It was like a fifty something yarder. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! This guy is missing. He's, he's, he's missing extra points. He's missing. I think he missed like a twenty eight yarder the week before against whoever the Eagles played. He comes out and I'm like, this is just like nobody misses against the Packers. Nobody. Yeah, it's right. But how about this? I want to see Mason. Now Mason Crosby has not kicked well at Ford Field, so I would like to see a, a nice, solid game from Mason Crosby this week.
3: Well, and the other, you know what, Paul? To your that's point earlier watch. too. Um, one, one thing we have to mention with regards to Raven Green, special teams, because special teams have really struggled yeah. for the yeah. Packers, and Raven Green is is on all those units, and he's he's an important part of that too. So well, that's how you got hurt. He that's he how he got hurt. got hurt. Yeah, it was on the kick. It was on the Rager on the touchdown.
4: Him. Yep, he dove for him and landed up landed awkwardly on his, on his shoulder. So that I means that play was that was the, that play was bad in a number of ways.
3: Well, I just I have a hard time rewatching the replay there because J.K. Scott, I know he's not drafted okay. to tackle anybody, but uh, you but know he do something. it's like do something well, and he just is not doing much of, of anything well. But um, I mean, Paul, I don't know how much there is to say other than Mason Crosby make your kicks, but he did miss a PAT last week. There are little sneaky things Mason's kind of uh, I think he's missed a couple in the last two weeks, hasn't he? Two
4: in two weeks and three for the year, right?
5: Yeah, I believe so. And the special teams unit since
4: uh, the Houston
5: game has just been downhill. I mean, there was the block punt in that game, two punt return touchdowns since then. Darius Shepard's kick return fumble. I mean, getting past the 25-yard line on kickoff returns is a chore in itself. Uh, J.K. Scott's net average, I think, is worst in the NFL. I mean, this unit is just its crumbling right now. And, you know, this is a game I think we all agree that the Packers should win and should win by multiple scores. But as we've seen, like in the Jaguars game, for example, how do you let a inferior opponent hang around? Turnovers and special teams mistakes And I'm not going to bank on Aaron Rodgers Throwing turnovers but I can't bank on the special Teams unit not making any errors uh, And one thing I wanted to add about Malik Taylor uh, With him if he does Not play I think I am I was not 100% Certain that Tavon Austin was going to be The kick return man Malik Taylor assumed that Role last week Austin only has 25 career kick return attempts and 18 Of them were in 2013 11. his rookie year So I wasn't 100% positive that even if uh, uh, Taylor could go, that Austin wouldn't assume that role. Uh, but he's certainly going to be out there for punts. And as far as Tavon Austin's role in offense, I think it's going to be kind of limited early on. Uh, we saw with Tyler Irvin last year when the Packers acquired him. He was sprinkled in here and there on offense, but his primary job was on special teams. And I'm kind of expecting something similar with Austin. I know his, you know, that 4-3-4 speed is exciting. He's a well-known player, uh, you know, relative to most fans around the league, former first-round pick. But we saw when Irvin was out, Matt LaFleur will use Devontae, MVS, Lazard, EQ. He'll use all those other receivers, as the motion man. So it's not as if Irvin's absent, absence makes them void of one. So I kind of think that Austin's usage on offense is going to be very minimal to start, and his primary job is going to be special teams.
3: Probably, and if but if he is getting more snaps, you know what that means? That means the Packers probably have a huge lead. They get a huge lead, and they get a chance to kind of tinker around with, because Austin's a veteran. It's not like he doesn't know how to play football, but you got to be comfortable with the formations and in the offense. and. You know all those all those types of things and Aaron Rodgers. And, I mean, you, you know, go ahead. I was just going to say. Uh, I mean,
5: he's been pretty underwhelming as a receiver. His his he's been a biggest threat as a as a ball
4: carrier in his career. Right. The little pitch. He hasn't been a great return guy either. People think he's a. You know, he, his first three years he did have three punt returns for for, for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But since then, he, his last four years he's had none. In his last three years, his longest re- he's only had one return of, of twenty yards. Mm-hmm. Well, he's kind of pedestrian. He, his his career average is like seven point nine.
5: Yeah, like I said, I think overall expectations should be tempered. I know it's yeah. easy to get excited about bringing in a Cause new guy,
4: a exactly
5: because he's a name and he's a he's a fast name. Uh, or you you know faster, not as fast as he is, as he once was, but I think expectations should be leveled for the time being.
3: Yeah, I, I guess. But you know, I mean, you've got to you got to figure something out there. I mean, I think Austin could really give them a, a a boost down the stretch as as one of those kind of additions. You know, maybe he ends up being a more key piece than we think. You know, that in this last month of the season, and then as they head into into the postseason. Um, you know, there's a couple of a couple of things the Packers could do because Sternberger is is out already this week. Right. And DeGuara has been out for a long time on injured reserve. They've got that rookie tight end on the practice squad, Dominique Daphne. And I don't know if either of you two have have any additional information on Daphne. Mark, do you know anything about him?
4: Just that he's from Indiana State, same as Robert Tunyon. I mean, that's all I know. I mean, I really, you know, what's to know? I'm guessing. I mean, he, they'll bring him up again. They, they brought him up last week,
3: special teams, and, I, and
4: special teams, and also if they want a, a you know. I mean, Sternberger, t- it's funny. Deguara got hurt, and they had Lockett. And then Lockett got hurt, and they used Sternberger a little bit when they went with a fullback. on Al Daphne, I mean, they're running out of guys who can play fullback. Not that they use it often, but they, they usually have a few snaps a game. And it, I guess he would be the next the next one in line for it, right?
5: And out of the tight end group, uh Sternberger, Lewis, and Tanyan, Sternberger was easily third in snaps just about every game this right. season. Like, it wasn't even that close to Lewis, who was second
3: by Tanyan. Man, I wonder if the Packers wish they hadn't let James Looney go after, yeah. he, <laughs> after he converted <laughs> to tight end. Well, and then it – no, I mean, that's I, I joke. But at wide receiver, if Malik Taylor can't go, might we possibly see Seth Roberts? No. Again, you got you got Devonte Adams and Alan Lazard, and and if there's no Jeff Okuda, like I don't know, I don't I don't really know. I, no, I they're okay at wide yeah. receiver this
5: week. Yeah, and what we've seen with the floor, it's I mean, it's not about your receiver designation or you know, it's about being a pass catcher. Right. And even without Taylor, or say even EQ can't go either, you still got your top three receivers. You got uh, two tight ends. You got two running backs who can participate in the passing mm-hmm. game. They'll have options.
4: Yeah, they, you know, I was just going to say we may see more Williams and Jones together in the backfield this week. Yeah,
5: this Lions defense is not good. That's all. That's all. I'll <laughs> summarize it. They give up a ton of points. They give up explosive plays in the passing game. A ton of rushing yards. I think Aaron Jones had like a buck seventy in Week yeah. Two. Packers almost put up five hundred yards of offense on him. Like. I think you said at the beginning, Mark, like the Packers are going to score this game, or they should at least. But funky things, as I said, happen at Ford Field. So uh, we'll see. But this should be a game that they should put up 40 points in.
3: You can't have a brain fart this week. I mean, the, the Packers just – the Saints are 10-2, Packers are 9-3. and three. So they need New Orleans to at least lose one game. And if, if Green Bay wins out, they take care of everything. Everything else takes care of itself. Any chance – the Eagles host the Saints this weekend, and it's Taysom Hill. Any chance the Eagles can pull an upset? I know that uh, it's going to be Jalen Hurts again at quarterback. We know what's funny about
4: that? I don't. I say no. I think this could. I think that game's going to be ugly. Um, I, I mean, I'm, but I and I'm hoping. I mean, I don't root for the Eagles often, but if I ever just one week, I will. But I, I spoke to my former colleague Elliot Shure Parks. Uh, we worked together at NJ.com my last what three or four years there. Now he's actually working for a. Ninety-four WIP, the, the voice of the, the, just the radio station that broadcasts Eagles games. He, he he's their writer for them, and and he's not a homer by no means. As a matter of fact, he he generally tells me how bad it is. They have they have no chance to win or whatever. He thinks they can beat the Saints. He thinks he he thinks Hertz is going to give the offense a spark. Um, he thinks he doesn't think the Saints defense is as good as um their numbers indicate because he, he doesn't think they've played a very good schedule. Um and he pointed out to me, he says, Well you saw him against the Packers, right? The Packers put up thirty seven points against him. And I said, Yeah, but you don't have Aaron Rodgers. You have a rookie you know, making his first career start. Um but now he's and like I said, he's not a guy that picks Eagles to win. All, like every, you know, he's not one of them, you know, looking at it through green glasses. Um but he thinks he thinks he's not being on Taysom Hill. Um, he thinks Eagles defense can contain Hill. He thinks it can be a game and there might being you brought it up. He yeah, he thinks it could be an upset. I don't agree. I don't I think the I think the rookie's gonna make a ton of mistakes against I think the Saints defense I don't think it's as great as the numbers are either, but I think they're still good and I think they'll present a lot of a lot of problems for a, a quarterback making his first NFL start.
5: And I know Sean Payton's an offensive coach, but rookie quarterbacks against veteran coaching staffs yeah, typically don't it, fare the best.
4: Especially rookie making his first yeah, start. Yeah, debut. It's not like he right. you know, like started from day one and now he's in his 12th, 13th game. Yeah, no, good point. I mean, he, you know, it's funny, and I, I put this up on social media just to get my show, Philadelphia people worked up, that, you know, <laughs> they're, they're so excited over Hurts. He was 5 for 12 with an interception last week you know, in relief of when he went in against the Packers. And the one touchdown he threw, yeah, I was, was, you know, it was a, the only mistake Alexander made all, all I was all just going to
3: say, of all the things, man, Jair just kind of, but I did, and those are the kind of, get those things out of your system now. I don't want to see that happen in January. Yeah, I mean, it was fourth and 18. And,
2: and <laughs> what is it with
3: fourth it, and long and, and, and then, uh, yeah, right. the Eagles? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I love this
3: one was a, a, in Lambo though, so it's a different scenario. But you no, know, it was a bad play.
4: It was more of a bad play on, on I thought, on the Packers part than, than Hertz making such
3: a great, you know,
4: like I, like you guys watched the game last week. Were you that impressed with 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 Hertz? Uh,
3: he was okay. I didn't I didn't he see ran it. A bit. I mean, you know, there was we always love to to draw parallels, and so I heard some. Uh, I don't I don't remember who it was. Was talking about how you know, hey, if you're looking for parallels might have been Bill Michaels or Gary Ellerson talking about how the Packers knock Kevin Cobb out in week one in 2010, and then Mike Vick, a running quarterback, comes in. So here comes Jalen Hurts, and then the Packers end up beating the Eagles and go on to win the Super Bowl. Oh. And nobody's mistaken Jalen Hurts for Michael Vick in his prime. so now, Or now even, even past his prime.
4: They didn't knock Wentz out. The Eagles –
3: Took Wentz out. Yeah, the Eagles took him out. Well, you know, he knocked himself out because his decision right. to make wasn't yeah. very good. But yeah, I mean, that was that wasn't. Uh, it's gonna be. It would be surprising for me if the Eagles can pull off the nice. upset. But I'm it would be. But it would be big because I think Drew Brees is set to come back, and in then in the following week the Saints host the Chiefs, and I think the Chiefs. Right. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't chance. bet on anybody against Kansas City right now.
4: Right, that's the chance for the Saints to to fall back. I think. Um, although this is. That's thing that Ali short Parks went out to me. This is the Saints' third straight road game. And that's never easy.
1: The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
3: Yeah, those road games. I mean, they they stack up at that. I mean, that's that also means that New Orleans is going to get a couple home games at the end there. And, and right, I'm
4: just saying. Sometimes you know,
3: the travel betters
4: would betters would would say bet against a team
3: on his third straight road game. Yeah. So. There's
4: yeah. something to throw out there. I mean, I'm just trying to give Packer fans a little hope.
3: No, they, well, and okay, so kind of <laughs> Well, and then so in the AFC, the, the Steelers had been undefeated and wouldn't you know, of course a team from the <laughs> NFC East goes in and beats them in, in their own stadium and ends their perfect record. So the, the 72 Dolphins pop champagne again. There won't be any perfect teams in the AFC. Now so now you have an 11 and 1 or is it 10 and 1? 11. 11 and 1. You have an 11 and 1 uh, Steelers and an 11 and 1 Chiefs team. I think they're both tied at 11-1 and one now. Correct. So, but, you know, they both have lost one game. So that's, like I said, I'm looking forward to that AFC championship matchup unless something else weird happens, which very well could. Very well could. Don't count Buffalo that, out necessarily. Buffalo's, you know, Buffalo's good. That they'll, you know, they'll have something to say.
4: Getting back to the Saints and the Packers trying to catch them for the number one seed. You know who the Saints play, I don't know if it's after the week, after the Eagles or the following week. Minnesota Vikings.
3: The Vikings, yeah. Are,
4: are are we going to have to root for the Minnesota? Yes,
3: Vikings? we are. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: you, you better. Yeah, I mean, I don't
4: know if I can. I really don't know if I can. <laughs> I'm hoping the Eagles and Chiefs beat them, and then we don't. I don't. I don't have to root for the Vikings.
3: Well, I know Stephon Diggs isn't in Minnesota anymore, but the Vike, the Saints have had their problems with Minnesota. Yeah, they have. They have.
5: And and the way it's going, the Vikings are they are they are a playoff team.
4: They're they're
5: on the ver- right yeah,
4: yeah. yeah, they're well,
3: on
5: the I, verge yeah, of being one. Right.
3: They're number seven. I think so. Yeah. So. I think they lose at Tampa this week, though. <clears throat> I hope they do. not Which is Same. fine. <laughs> I, you know, listen. I, I'm all for Minnesota losing out, but then you know, take care of business against the Saints, help us out a little bit. Because <laughs> because if New Orleans, I mean, if New Orleans loses two more games, I think the Packers that, that gives the Packers a cushion. They can lose one. Oh, yeah. Right. Not that I think that they they the Green Bay can beat everybody else that's left on their schedule, and they can beat anybody else that's going to come up against them. I mean, the only the only team that I'm I'm saying I have very very low confidence in them taking on a beating would be Kansas City, and unfortunately that would come in the Super Bowl. But I would love to have that problem of not feeling very confident that they're going to beat the, to beat the Chiefs.
4: I'm glad you brought that because I was talking to somebody about that today. Not not Kansas City, but. In the NFC, so tell me of the contenders. So let's let's throw these teams in here: Seattle, the Rams, um, the Saints. That's probably it, right? I mean, whoever I'll just say whoever wins the East um, in Tampa Bay. that's real Tampa Bay Saints, Tampa Bay, um, Seattle, and the Rams. In order, with tell me the team you. Would most like the Packers? Assuming the Packers get to the NFC title game, who would, the team you'd like to see and the team you really would not want to see? Paul, I'll let you go first.
5: Ah, uh, gosh, that's a tough one. I think most like to see probably probably Seattle if it's in Green Bay because I, I think they'll go I think they'll go wild on that defense and here in Green Bay in the cold. I think the deep Packers defense will be able to do enough, especially with Jair to and Kevin King assuming both healthy to limit that you know limit that Seahawks passing game enough as far as least likely man
4: or at least you that you don't you, you don't want to see
5: right I know the Rams are the hot one right now because of how they played last night in that run game but in Green Bay once again with Jared Goff I don't know call me a prisoner of what happened this year but Tampa Bay that defense and overcoming that is kind of up there
4: even in Green Bay huh? yeah. So for me, uh, the hard
5: part for me is out of all those, I would I like the Packers odds if it's in Green Bay in January here. I
4: think if they get, I said that a couple weeks ago that if they can get the number one seed, I think they they should go to the Super Bowl.
5: Because I was going through each team, I was like the Rams and like I said, the run game, but Goff in the cold, the Saints in the cold, Tom Brady up here in the cold, and I know he played in New England, all that stuff, but I don't know. I like you said, I think they're the favorite if it's in Green Bay.
3: That's well, why it's so either? important to get that one seed this year. So for me, yeah. I'm with you, Paul. I'm say I bring on Seattle. I would actually say give me Seattle over Minnesota. And I'm assuming yeah. that it's at I'm assuming that it's in, in Green Bay, but I don't have a problem with playing Tampa again in either building. I think Green Bay fixes the the issues. They just they got behind and some they some go to
4: Tampa. There's no way Green Bay could go to Tampa. Well, no, but, uh, yeah.
3: So, I mean, Tampa in, in Green Bay, like, that that doesn't that doesn't worry me at all. I think of all the teams, and don't forget, the Packers would have to deal with Michael Thomas. He didn't play for the Saints the first time that the Packers saw them in New Orleans, yeah. so they'd have Michael Thomas. But I don't want anything to do with the Rams right now. I think the Rams are the one team I least want to see, and then the Saints are a 1A in that equation.
2: Okay. Who you got, no, Mark? I don't
3: want-
4: I, Paul gave mine away. I don't, and I, they might not even get in the playoffs, and that's why I don't want them in the playoffs. I don't want to see them. I hate the Vikings, and I don't want to see them. They've shown they can win Green Bay. And I don't, I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan, but Dalvin Cook, he killed them before. Yep. You know, the Vikings defense is steadily gets a little bit better.
3: Uh, yeah,
4: it's that like, that like who's got, just,
3: you know, go down the list and say who's got a good running back or a good running game, and those are the teams we don't want to face the Packers. <laughs>
5: I agree. I would have picked Minnesota as well. I thought we had to pick from the group you gave. <laughs>
3: oh, did I not include Minnesota?
4: I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe, maybe I left them out on purpose. So I yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I want them out. I mean, I'm rooting hard for your your hometown Cardinals this week to to, to move back ahead of the Vikings.
3: Yeah, I don't know, man. The Cardinals just have, have ruined so many apart. seasons. Like I would, on paper, rather see the Cardinals, but uh, they've they've in the playoffs. They've been a nightmare matchup for Green Bay. Oh, but they both, I don't think they'll even get to them.
4: Uh, no. Oh, they might. You're right. If they're 7 you're right. They might. Yeah, it's always been in Arizona, though.
3: Right? Yeah, like, somehow, fun. somehow, you know, very lamely, and it, we only have two, 2 we're only talking about two playoff games. It was 2009 and, and 2015. Right. So, both in Arizona. And both were in Arizona. So yeah. it's like, you know, the, the Packers just come up against a, a Cardinals team that's actually having a good season one year, and that was... Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald when Larry still had some juice. And thank you to Marius Randall for forgetting where number 11 is on the field. You know, there's he there's, had one job. There's one guy that you really need to, you know, make sure doesn't wreck the game. And sure enough, he did. So, uh, But then, you know, that was also, we also, for the Janice lovers out there, that was Jeff Janice Bull. He caught two, uh, two bombs. Hail one Mariners. big Hail Mary over Patrick Peterson in that game. So, but yeah i mean it's it's a good problem to have And as we move along in this in this process and as we kind of i think next week we'll probably do a preview of the game because we'll go the morning of the the game that um, is, is taking place the Packers will host the panthers
4: my my hometown panthers
3: your hometown panthers right and I know you have a very very strong allegiance to them as well so uh well, I that's see,
4: i mean i we i do hear about i mean we that's that is the team that like the local station i mean even though we're i'm in south carolina As the Panthers like to say, we're one team with two states. So, um, I do hear a lot about them, whether I want to or not. I will say this about the Carolina Panthers, and I don't want to look for the next week's game, but that guy's doing a hell of a job, that Matt Rule. He's a good coach. Mm -hmm. That was a good
3: hire. Yeah, they're going to be. I, th- I think they'll be back in action soon, as long as they they stock up and they've got good players around them. And and when we're not in a pandemic season,
4: I mean it's a total re- rebuild year for them, and they're not they're not awful. I mean they're not you know a playoff team, but they're not awful.
5: Their their overall draft was one of my favorites out of any team this year. The guys that they were able to get, so I think they're on the like in rules a good coach, yeah, like you said. Sense. I think they're on the right track.
4: It was all defense, right? Didn't they take like first? Mm, it was season, very like, heavy, World yeah yeah they went all defense. He knew what he wanted to fix,
3: yeah just if you well you know that's that's know your team. it's like if you know do you want do you want to be the team that has to score thirty five to beat everybody and have a stacked offense, or do you want to keep all of your opponents under twenty and make it off a, a manageable for the offense ideally, you'd love to do both, but right. if you you know have to do one over the other so all right, so as far as this week goes uh we're into December into the last Month of the season, so what does that mean for you guys as far as content over where where you guys are working and writing? So, Mark, anything coming up in these next three or four weeks? Obviously, we you know don't know what's going to happen in the games, but is there anything in the hopper that we have to look forward to?
4: Well, I did a special team story that's up there now. Just how bad things have been, and how you know it's the one thing that could you know we're, we're talking about how the Packers could could get to the Super Bowl and how they're they're better than a lot of these teams but you know they're lucky that the two punt returns for touchdowns um came against a one-win team and a three-win team because you know if, if you let the vikings get a punt return for a touchdown or the saints or the rams that's seven points it's going to be hard to you know to get back so you, their special teams has to pick it up a little bit uh that was that was the one story and then again from from here on out we'll just you know, I'm sure I'll be writing a lot of playoff scenarios and going over possible matchups, and you know, and again, right after the game, I'll have my you know um, instant analysis.
3: Yeah, those types of things. I talked about it on Quick Slants earlier this week about how the warts during the regular season tend to kind of come up and and be part of the reason as to why a lot of team seasons end. And I don't want that – you don't want something like that to be the case for Green Bay. I mean, they have who they have. They're not going to fix it overnight. It's going to be something they're going to have to – if they want to retool it all, it's going to have to come after the season. So you just hope that they can get through. And and like you said, Mark, they've just – they've gotten that out of their system. And unfortunately, against two bad teams, and they ended up winning the game anyway. But yeah, I mean, you know, when you get into a playoff game and it's against really good teams – your defense, it basically comes down to one or two key series where you've got to get those stops. And if you throw in a special teams blunder, now you've, you've now you've just added in a, a really tough equation when you get into into playoff football. But Paul, amongst the thousands and thousands of articles that you'll <laughs> write between now and New Year's, what's going on over at Dairyland Express?
5: Uh, recently, I put out my three X factors for this Packers-Lions game. Also on Friday, I wrote about how incredibly efficient Alan Lazard has been as a third and fourth down target the last season and a half. It's pretty remarkable what he's done and earning his trust with Rodgers. Saturday, have my bold predictions, and then Sunday, my uh, have my instant takeaways after the game, as you guys do. And then after that, we'll just kind of kind of see how the game unfolds and go from there.
3: So you have been very generous the last couple of weeks with sharing some of your bold predictions. Do you have? <laughs> do you are, you want to share any of them with us today?
5: I won't share any for the Lions game, one, because I'd like everyone to read it, and two, I still have to write it. But going back to to last week, I was over three. I was close on two of them. I had uh, five sacks and two turnovers. They had seven and one. And then I had win by three scores. They won by two. And I can't remember the third off the top of my head, but I know it wasn't right.
4: See, what you should have said was at least five sacks. Yeah, that's true. Then you would have had.
3: Your other bold prediction was probably keep the opposing returner out of the end zone, and that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, the
5: Eagles will return a punt. Was probably, that was here's, a I'm going to give right? you a
4: bold, a bold <laughs> Here's the boldest prediction you can make, Paul. J.K. Scott will make a tackle. <laughs> That's bold. Well,
5: see, I like him to be, you know, on the bolder side. I like him to be realistic as well. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> You're not doing fiction here, you know? Right, no. Well, with our luck, though, what's going to happen now is he's going to, you know, He's going to succumb to the pressure. There's going to be a return. He's going to try to make a tackle, and then he's going to get hurt. And now you're going to have a then you're going to have a hurt then are going to have a hurt punter.
4: Okay, so they bring the guy that they were going to use a couple weeks ago. I'm not. I've lost. I used to like J.K. Scott. I'm. I'm. Packers. One of the Packers late picks next year, and they got. And they're going to have a bunch of third day picks. I think they're going to. I'm. I'm going to start looking up who the best punters in college are.
3: Oh, for sure. But that's also the holder. I mean, those are. Some things to think about. Well, they can find a holder.
5: <laughs> yeah, they have to 100% bring in some competition. There. Well, Hunter
3: Bradley, if if I, I think, was it Bill Huber mentioned that Hunter Bradley actually had a couple of snaps that weren't great, which kind of led to some of the mechanics of uh, oh, yeah, maybe it yeah. was on Crosby's missed kick. Yeah, it was one of them, yep. So, just, just a bunch of other things. The other thing about Crosby, too, not that we want to get off on kickers here, but he doesn't seem to be putting it through the back of the end zone like he used to, and I don't know if that's by design. He's trying to put some air under it so the coverage can get down there. I would just assume at this point you've had so many struggles with returners, like just bury the thing out of the – I mean, it, if even if I'm – you want the, the punter to directional punt and put it on the one-yard line, but if at this point with the way J.K. Scott has been punting, if he's anywhere close to his range, I'd be like, just kick it out of the end zone. I, I don't, I'll take the touchback. I don't care.
4: Yep. Oh, I want that. Give me the yeah. I want no returns. Put it in the end zone because because
3: it's not just J.K. Scott. It's one thing. Yes, the kick is important, and if you kick it on a line drive and you all kick your coverage and all that kind of stuff, that's bad. But the coverage unit or the the the, the rest of the guys on that unit too are just as bad.
5: And not so, to get off yeah. on a crazy tangent here, because I know we're wrapping up. But isn't it? I, I, I think there's a world, and it's not a too ridiculous world, where the Packers go 13-3 and three, and then say they go 13-3, and 12-4, whatever they end up going this year. A good team is my point. And going into year three under the floor, they could be looking for a new D coordinator and special teams coordinator. Isn't that realistic?
3: Very. I think so. Yeah. though
4: if they go 13-3, and, and and we all just said if they get the top C we think they can go to Super Bowl. I don't think you'll fire your D coordinator if you go to Super Bowl. Special teams, yeah.
5: <laughs> well, I agree. <laughs> because, I agree if they get if they get that far. I guess I was projecting that they wouldn't yeah, is my, I mean, in that well, scenario. Well, if they're going
4: meltdown in the play, if they go 13-3 and three and they lose in the first round to the Vikings or Cardinals or wh- whomever, and it's because they lose 41-38, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm firing Patton the next day.
5: Yeah, and I didn't say it was a realistic world, but I think it's one that's that's out there that you're not like, oh, that will never happen type right. thing. I, right, can, right. I think it's a possibility, and that'd be that'd be odd. That would be real
3: odd. Awesome. Well, well the reason that it's about, realistic is because uh, Petten was inherited. You know, Matt Lafleur inherited yeah. Mike Petten, so it's it's a u- unique situation. If he had hired Petten, then I'd say, oh, I don't know about that. But he inherited him, and so the leash you would think is a little bit shorter. I, but I would like to also think too that Matt Lafleur is saying look, this is what we're going to do. Like, and because Pettin's on the field during the games now. He used right. to be up in the booth. He's on the field now. And I understand, like, don't micromanage and, and you're not a defensive coach and all that other kind of stuff. But you've got you to gotta, – you're the head coach. you got to jump in and be like, bro, you're not rushing two on this this play. Like, you're, you're bringing more pressure than that. And if I see you bring less than that, you're going to be sitting on the bench and someone else is going to be calling the defense. Like, I, you just – take over as the head coach there and just say, this is the game plan, this is what we're doing, get on board. Uh, unless, unless, and Mark, you covered a lot of a lot of football. I mean, I don't, I'm assuming, maybe that's not what head coaches do and not very many have the, uh, take that approach. I don't know.
4: Well, each, well, each coach is different. I mean, and Andy Reid, for instance, in Philly, he didn't, Jim Johnson ran the defense and he ran it pretty well. So, I mean, he really didn't. He didn't – he let Jim kind of – He was, Jim was kind of autonomous there. He he did what he wanted.
3: And, you know, I don't think Andy ever told him who to play. Or Well, the reason why is because Jim Johnson was a damn good defensive coordinator. Right,
4: that's what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, he kind of let him go. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: Um, and most, I'm trying to think. I mean, most – I'm trying to think other guys. No, most uh, – the guys I've covered, they've mostly let their other – you know, they were a defensive-minded guy. They let the offensive guy run it. Ray, Ray, Ray Rhodes let John Gruden Run the offense. So I mean, you know, it was, yeah. I mean, and that's how it should be for the most part. I mean, unless things are going bad, and then you you might want to step in, or at least, or you know, for instance, I you know, if if Lafleur doesn't think Penton's blitzing enough, he might say, hey, listen, let's why don't we dial up a few more blitzes here? I think we, you know, we can get to him with a blitz or or whatever. It might, or maybe he thinks he's blitzing too much and they're getting burned on it. Hey. Let's knock off the blitz. They're picking it up, and we're getting, we're and we're giving up, you know, twenty-five yard completions on it. So let's back off that or something. But I mean, for the, for the most part, yeah, you have to hire a guy that you trust and let and let him do his job.
3: And for the most part, these past two seasons, it's hard to. I and mean, the offense has carried the team this year. The defense hasn't been lights out all year long. But yeah. last year they were pretty good. And I I wouldn't say that Mike Pettin's not getting it done. But I think it's a, I think Paul's question is fair, just from a standpoint oh, of yeah, look absolutely. if. If the circumstances are what they are, again, had it been a Lafleur higher, and he brought Pettin along with his new staff last year, probably less likely, but I think there's a good chance. I mean, the special teams, Menenga, if I'm Sean Menenga, I'm up at I'm up at night, like, you know, I'm staring at the ceiling like, you know, what do I got what do I got to do? How am I going to how are we going to fix this?
4: I'm not buying green bananas. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So it's, you know, hopefully that doesn't become an issue. But for now, the Packers have a really good chance to take care, of, uh, take care of business here against the Lions. This is their last matchup against Detroit. Detroit is absolutely not going to the playoffs, so we will not see the Lions again after this season. And it's the Daryl Bevel-led Detroit Lions because Matt Patricia is gone, along with Bob Quinn, the general manager. Lions are into interviews and that process there. So Daryl Bevel, former Packers assistant coach, former Packers quarterback coach. I think it was Favre's quarterback's coach. Yeah. And then and then spent some time with uh, with Favre uh, in Minnesota, Minnesota as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, he did. No, Was he in Seattle as well. Yep, he was. Right, yep, yeah. yep. He's he's pretty much gone to every franchise that uh, you don't want to see. The only the only the only team he needs to go and coach for next is the Bears. <laughs> and, and, and who knows? He may. He could end up being a coach for Chicago. So. Well, guys, I, this is, you know, so the injury report, we'll uh, we'll be back again, I think, in two weeks for the Titans game. I think next week we're going to have a different topic. It'll be a game preview, so that'll be kind of fun. So we get a little, little something different to do there. But Packers-Lions, it's in the late afternoon slot on Sunday. Hopefully the Packers can take care of business, get into the double-digit win column. And they have a chance to clinch the division if Minnesota loses and Green Bay wins. Green Bay is your NFC North division champions, but obviously that's not their goal this season, and we don't hang championship banners, or we don't hang divisional championship banners at Lambeau Field. So it's been a fun one, everybody. Have a good week. Stay warm. Stay safe. And as always, go Pack. Go.